This is the Wonder Life Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Ritter. Each week, I interview game changers, thought leaders, and functional health and wellness experts to inspire us to light up our lives so we can go out and light up this world. You may follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wonder Health, and that is Wonder with a U. To give a shout out today to one of our amazing sponsors for the Gut Check Summit and Wonder Life Wellness and Beauty Expo, First Priority. It's a botanical nutritional supplement company, and they're all about integrity, quality, and purity. That is their first priority. So come and see them at the Gut Check Summit on April the 6th in Fort Collins, Colorado at the Lincoln Center. This will be your legit guide to how your gut health affects everything. Go to wonderhealth.com and that is wonder with a U to register for your summit pass or expo only passes. If you register by March the 10th and use code first priority at checkout, you will receive $15 off of your summit pass. We look forward to seeing you on April 6th. This week on the Wonder Life podcast, I truly had the pleasure to chat with game changer, transformational leader, and entrepreneur, Rachel Pastor. She shared her story about where she came from and where she is now and why she's changing the world for the better sister made me cry, made me laugh, gave me the chills. And I just hope that you are as inspired as I am by this beautiful, brilliant light in the universe. Thank you for joining us. So I'm really excited to have you here today. Not only because you have a really cool matte nail polish on, um, but because I am inspired by the work that you do. And I mean, I've known you for a couple years mm-hmm. and, and what you've been up to is really transforming the community you live in. And I just feel like you come from this place of power so that other people can find their power. And that is game changing. And that's elevating for not only this community, but it changed the, changes the vibration on the planet mm-hmm. because of the goodness that you put out there. Mm-hmm. So why, why, why are you doing this and what has inspired you to inspire others? Well, first of all, I love that you said that, um, uh, the power that I'm putting out, what was it? Power empowers others. Yeah. Um, because that is almost identical to what I wake up and really, visualize that I am bringing to the world every day. That is so so cool. Um, anyway, I just love the way that you said that. Uh, so I mean, really my, my, why I'm doing what I'm doing comes from my own experience in life and what I've been through and really how it's, it's made me into the person that I am today. And in really of how I want to bring that same change to other people's lives. Like I want them to, um, experience, uh, the joy and the empowerment and, um, the victory and all the amazing feelings that the change in my life has brought. 
Yeah. And I want to bring that to other people's lives. I love that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I don't think, I know for a fact that that's really where my, like my drive and what I do comes from. So, uh, my, my own transformation about 15 years ago is what brought me to the place that I am today and continue to propel, you know, to propel me into where I want to be and where I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think that the stuff that you've gone through in your life has like, you came from down, you came from down low. Yeah. And how do you think you got yourself out of that? Uh, I'm assuming you got yourself out of it. I mean, we all have support, but Mm -hmm. well, at the end of the day, it's, it's up to you no matter what. I mean, uh, you having support is amazing and that is, can be transformative in its own way. But at the end of the day, it's, um, you're the only person who's growing up always had like massive anxiety, depression, uh, it was, it was always with me, um, to the point of where I didn't even want to get out of bed. Uh, I think my mom probably thought it was me just being a teenager or, um, I don't, I don't really know what she thought at that point of, of the way that I was acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the way that I felt, I felt very, uh, I felt in a very dark place. I felt very lost, confused, and um, much further beyond that, I felt like I was living in a black hole Mm. and um, didn't see any way out of it. So I started to um, self-medicate myself in in any way that I could to try to feel better. And And how old were you? So I was 14. Oh, so you were young. Yes. Yep. Okay. And so I um, was trying anything and everything that would make me feel better because all I knew is that all I wanted was to feel better. Yeah. Um, I saw other people living their lives and all I could think is like, I like, even to the point of like laughing and smiling, like I just wanted to feel that. I just wanted to do that. But inside you just were not there. Not at all. And so, um, I went looking in, in really all the wrong places to find it. Right. And sometimes we have to do that. Yeah. And it was, um, so I started dating my, my boyfriend who ended up being with five for five years, right about that time. And really looking for, um, love and acceptance through our, my relationship with him and trying to find joy in that. And then at the same time, um, using a lot of different types of drugs to um, help me feel better. Well, the thing is, is that they would make me feel different and they would make me feel better for that short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But for me, that was, um, I didn't know any different. Right. I didn't know any different. So for me, I did feel different. So I felt like, okay, this is what I need. This is what I want. Because um, it was getting you outside of that space that yeah, you were in. And exactly. you were so young. So, like, our brains aren't formed yet. Yeah. Our hormones are, like, kicking in. Mm-hmm. And then you add all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah, exactly. And so, 
that continued to grow and grow and grow. And, and because I, you know, my boyfriend, we were both participating in the, in the use and, um, it ended up turning into a, a heroin addiction, uh, that led me into, um, just a spiral of my whole life then revolved around my addiction. Oh my. And so all I, all I would wake up and, you know, I would figure out how I was going to feed my addiction. My mom emancipated me when I was 15. So, so it was like a year. It was a year and you like just busted loose. Yes. Yeah. So as soon as my mom could, I, I remember a police officer coming to find me and he, um, said, you know, your your mom wants to do legal documents to have you released from her um, basically legal care. And That's um, so I, um, yeah, we went through that whole process. My dad and her signed the papers and they emancipated me. And I was then living with my boyfriend. And uh, so then I was out on my own and again, this is the way I was fulfilling my life was through addiction and just, uh, really bad decisions because, you know, when you're living that life of addiction, you are, um, you're constantly searching for, um, you're, you're living for that addiction. So you're, you're looking for the next way to feed it. Yeah. So that, that began, began my life. And as far as like in, 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 um, that phase of my life and it was constant um bad decision after bad decision in order to keep this addiction alive yeah and so it led me to um eventually living um out of my car and I had lost basically everything and everybody in my family didn't talk to me anymore necessarily because they didn't want to talk to me, but because I was so shameful of the things that I was doing in my life, I really pushed them away and, and they probably didn't, I mean, they didn't like the decisions I was making and any friendships I had, I really, I didn't care really about the people. It was more about the addiction. Yeah. So anyway, um, when I was, uh, 20, um, I had many times tried to quit using, I would drive, you know, I was on methadone for a long time. I tried many things to, um, quit the addiction, but I, I, I truly believe I, I, I feel like this for a lot of people is like, I hadn't hit my rock bottom. I wasn't done. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and when I was 20, uh, I was, I was actually pregnant and, um, I, um, my boyfriend, I watched my boyfriend pass away. Oh my God. And, uh, and we were living out of a car and, uh, that, that was my changing moment because I, I had then at that point lost everything. Yeah. And, um, so I always say it was on angel's wings because I sold my car for a ticket to Hawaii and I, um, I had like a backpack full of stuff. I sold my ticket, barely enough money got for this car for a ticket to Hawaii. And I moved to Hawaii and I rented this bedroom from this lady who, um, 
she yeah she let me rent her bedroom I had known her from years and years ago she said I was I was welcome to come stay there and rent the bedroom as long as I never used again and was welcome to try to recover there and I knew once I stepped off that plane that I had made the decision that I would never use again and that I was going to change my life and again that's why I say I went on angel's wings because I don't even know I can't really explain how that all happened to that point. Oh my God. And when I got off there, I, yeah, it was, that was my changing moment. I had decided that I was never going to use it. And it was a very long, painful path in, in transformation. Oh, I am sure. But that's where it began. Oh my God. Like I am about to cry. I had no idea. And this is like even more amazing than I thought you were before. (laughs) So I thought you were great. And I'm like, Oh my God. And you are here and like rocking the world. It is amazing. I'm screaming because yeah, I mean, that is deep. That is so deep. So you changed your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I, um, I would, I, it was literally learning how to live life over again. And I didn't know who I was, what I liked to do. I didn't know how to live a clean life. I didn't know what people did. I didn't know any of that. So it's just, I say like, people are always like, what did you do in Hawaii when you live there? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking like, I just was basically rebirth like I just was trying yeah. to learn myself you were totally reborn yeah it yeah. was like you yeah like you came here for 14 years uh-huh died yeah and yeah. then yeah like for real yeah it it totally feels that way it, oh it does my god do you even know who that little girl is anymore like is that real to you anymore or is that like removed or sometimes when I Sometimes when I talk about my story, I feel very disconnected from it mm-hmm. um, because it feels like that's not me anymore. But then again, not fully because I am connected to it because, again, it made me the person that I am today. Right. Had so, that not happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, it, it was, like I said, a long, painful path because there was a lot – It. I, I guess it's kind of, there's some kind of, I forget the quote, but it's like, is it more painful to change or stay the same, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and at some points I feel like it, it was just as painful in my, my transformation in my change, um, as it was surrounded through the hardship and the addiction. Yeah. Um, because coming through that change requires a lot of uh, vulnerability and there's a ton of fear because you don't know, you know, what it's like to be this person or live this life or what's available to you anymore. If you ruined your life, you know, right. So, well, you certainly did not ruin your life, which is like (laughs) phenomenal. So then fast forward, Uh you get your shit together. Mm -hmm. You come back to Colorado. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you rebuild your relationship with your family? Yep. Yep. So I had actually sent a letter home to my family and said, Hey, you know, I just want to let you guys know I'm alive. I haven't talked to them in a few years. I'm alive. I'm, I'm, I'm just wanted to let you know that I had actually put a return address on the envelope just, and that was all I had put if they wanted to write back to me. Well, life, man, it's amazing. Uh, my cousin who I grew up with, who is like a brother to me, he, um, 
he, while they received that letter, was on a plane uh, for his honeymoon. His honeymoon, he was going to Hawaii to the island I was on. No, I have the biggest chills. Yeah, it was crazy. My abuela opened the letter. She read it. She called my mom. She read it. They're both crying. Look at the return address. You know, Martin's going there right now. Today, he's on the plane. Oh, my God. Didn't know. He and his his wife um, show up at my house knocking on the door. I was floored. And oh they my God. spent the day with me and just, you know, like, walk, you know, just. Loved you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that Girl, was really I mean, I'm about to lie. I just need to, like, lay on this couch and cry. I'm, like, really keeping it together. Yeah, it was in, it was incredible. The Lord have mercy. So where's my Kleenex? <laughs> so he um, that that was the opening relationship to my fam- in in opening up to my family again. And to that point, he left with my phone number, and we started communicating. And and then I I moved back. Um, I lived there for about three and a half years, and then I moved back here. And uh, that was extremely scary because I was moving back into a place of, you know, that was where I, yeah, it it was scary. And so I was scared of what was going to be here. But uh, that, yeah, I I fully came back, started to be in my family's life again. And they they were open arms, which I, they they just wanted, they just were happy to see me again, really. What a huge blessing. Mm -hmm. I mean... This is like magical. I feel I feel like that. I, I feel like that. Yes. So, how did you get into your career as a fitness guru and really rallying people? I mean, now I know why you do what you do, but like, what led you to that? Yes. So when I was in Hawaii, I had this boss. Her name was Mimi. She would walk. So she invited me to 24 Hour Fitness, okay? And uh, she invited me one time, and we, you know, at that point in my life, I was doing no physical activity and was very unhealthy. Um, also, at least 60 pounds overweight and, uh, yeah, just much different place in my life. And so she invited me to walk on the treadmill with her. So I would go and walk on the treadmill next door and we talk 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 and watch tv and and uh that really led into so then um we would like push ourselves a little bit more and every time I would leave there I noticed that it was bringing me something that I hadn't felt in so long and when I was leaving there like I was feeling really energized and good and kind of like joyful and I hadn't felt that in years so, um, I continued to chase that feeling. And every time I go back, then I hired like a personal trainer and he would show me stuff around the gym. And then I tried a group fitness class and oh my God, I tried a group fitness class. And wow, my life was like psh, changed because there were all these people in there working together and hooting and hollering and the energy was crazy and awesome. And it was so empowering. And I left there and I was like, okay, I need more of that. And more of that. And this is all drawn back to like, I'm thinking like all this time I had been searching for what I was now finding, you know, the Mm -hmm. energy of other people, the energy of what like taking care of your body does, you know, what, what the joy that that brings you, the good feelings of the brings the energy. Yeah. So 
uh, I was like, give me more. And I just kept going for it and going for it. And it, it was part of the change, change in my mind, in my life, part of the transformation, a big part of the transformation. Uh, so when I moved back to Colorado, I was like, okay, I want to do something that I really, uh, find exciting and joyful in life because I've spent so much of my life, um, doing things that I were horrible and hard and scary, like not all the things I don't want. Right. I want to, I want to go after the things that I really do. So I was like, okay, whatever it takes to, uh, work in, uh, health and fitness, I'm going to do it. And so I, I went back to school and I started to work at a gym and I was, you know, started to gain mentors and, um, taking as many group fitness classes as possible, meeting people. And really that's where the door started to open up to where I'm at now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you do that. Mm -hmm. You work, you started your personal training business Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. were you teaching classes like around town and stuff at different Mm -hmm. gyms? Yep, exactly. And then what, two years ago, year and a half ago, you wake up one day and go, (laughs) I'm going to do the Fort Collins Fitness Festival and take over the town. I mean, (laughs) so where did that vision, I mean, I can see where the vision came from, but like, what was the defining moment? Yeah. Well, I've thought about that a lot. Uh, I've, I've, uh, for, for probably at least nine years now, I've really been into, um, that's something that I learned out of a book when I was in Hawaii. Uh, it's the very first book I read that my, that somebody sent me, it's called the secret. Love me the secret. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that I got perfect for you then. Yeah, it really was. And it got me into visualizing what I want. And then I started vision boarding and doing all those things and, and really manifesting the life that I wanted. And, um, so I want to say that all of a sudden it was like, aha, you know, there's this idea, but I really feel like it had been working and playing and like that, that had been just forming over all this time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I knew that I wanted to make an impact in a big way. And that's something that I had always been putting out there. Um, even to the point of, like I said, at the beginning where like, I told you, you know, um, where you said that statement about power and, you know, uh, is like waking up every single morning and just spending like 15 minutes in bed and just really, um, uh, meditating and praying over and putting those things out there. And so, so yeah, wasn't an aha moment. I uh, kind of, but I really, feel, again, feel like well, you put it out there. Yes. Like, yes. and it started to formulate yes. over time. And this is what came about of that. That is crazy. Yeah. So I, um, all of a sudden, again, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, the new stadium came about. I knew the impact that I wanted to make. And this idea just started to come into play of like, everybody needs to come together. I don't care how you practice your health and fitness. I don't care if you do yoga. I don't care if you do boxing, CrossFit. Like, I don't care how you practice it. But we all need, you know, chiropractic care, like all these things, right? Yeah. Doesn't it? 
we all are after something very similar. Yes. And let's come together and celebrate that. Yes. So that's really been the vision behind the fitness festival. And, uh, so that's, that, that's been the idea. And then bringing that together through, okay. And then this new, this new stadium got built and I'm like, okay, perfect place to, to host it. And the doors kept opening like one after another, after another. And, um, it just kept blossoming, you know, not to say it wasn't extremely hard and there were not a lot of, you know, fail moments and, 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 and hardship along the way. That's just how it is though, right? It is. But I think, I feel like a lot of people feel like when that happens that it wasn't, maybe it's not meant to be, or, you know, they get too scared of what could be from the things that happen. Then more looking at the bigger picture of like, but all these amazing doors are opening. Yes. You know? Well, um, a, a guy I listen to, just a guy, mm-hmm. Michael Beckwith says that perfection is perfection and procrastination go hand in hand because if we're trying to get it perfect and we have this idea that everything's supposed to be perfect, then we won't ever do anything uh-huh. because we don't want to fail. And right. it's like the failure truly is where we learn so much or those hiccups. I mean, and, and I hear from a lot from a lot of people that say highs are great, but the lows are always lower because, you know, we, because we have the opportunity to learn and to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, that's hundred percent. But so, so what happened at the fitness festival? Like, do you feel like your intention was manifested regardless of the journey. Mm-hmm. Do you, what, what did you feel to mm-hmm. accomplishing that you had over what? 3000 mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. 3000 people for a first time event. Mm-hmm. You ain't no fool girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing. So 3000 people come together mm-hmm. and what was that like for you? It, it was an incredible feeling. I, I definitely feel like it, it, uh, all came together. I feel like it was a success in so many ways. And really what I wanted, what the purpose was of the event happened. And, um, what I was really excited about is people got what we were doing. Like they, they were excited about it, you know, and they, um, they're still excited about it, which is, 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 it's huge. Yeah. 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 So I, I feel like it was a great start and I can't wait to do it again this year. That is so exciting. Yeah. Wow. I am really just thrilled for you. Is anything going to be different this year that we should know about now? Yeah. So this year we're doing uh, multiple events, but uh, outside of that, so we're going to have two main events. Uh, and one is going to be like an indoor, um, we're going to do the, the sound off silent disco. I am so excited. Yeah. That'll be That'll be really fun. So it'll be hit training, dance party, and yoga. That's so great. So it's just going to be one big party. Our big Fort Collins fitness festival in September will be the, what, what we learned from last year. And that's where, that's, what's great is that you always learn and then you grow. Yes. So, so we have made some changes this year in one location. Uh, the feeling that we want to bring to the event, uh, requires a space that is much more, um, open 
in that people can come together more. A little so, more intimate. Yes. Yeah. So that that's one thing is the space. So we're going to be in downtown Fort Collins. So that'll be a change. Like um, outside, like taking over the downtown. Yeah. Oh, I love a yes. takeover. Yes. So that'll, that'll be great. We're going to shut down a few streets and we're going to start off with a 5K run to kick off the event. And then uh, the event itself is going to be much more based around uh, the attendee experience. Okay. So uh, wherever in attending this event that you, when you come, you're going to have an experience wherever you go. Okay. So uh, all of our fitness vendors, just like they did last year, are going to set up like their their actual gym, and you'll be able to actually try the workout. Yeah. We're going to dive deeper into that. The stage is going to be right in the center of all of it. Yes. And uh, even down to our vendors of them. Like, we're letting them know right away this is not a vendor space to just hand out information. Who wants a bag of paper? Yes. No. No. This is a place for you to create the attendee experience. And more like, we're going more for, I, I don't know if I want to use this word, but kind of like, like a con. Yes. Well, that's what we're doing. I okay. love how aligned we are because I'm the, like, we are creating an experience. Yes. We want people to know who you are and it's just so much better for the attendee. It's yeah. I mean, because they really get involved with the brand, like at a heart level. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like a exactly. more cellular experience. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I don't, I don't like to do this myself, so I wouldn't create an event where you're just walking around, you know, and being sold stuff from every yeah. area. It's not about that. It's yeah. about you know, what, what can we, what experience can we provide to you that you leave here feeling like, wow, you know, like that you, you feel better leaving than, than you came in. Right. Absolutely. So, so first event, so the sound off is March the 1st Mm -hmm. at CSU. Yep. And the big event is September this year, September 21st. Yay. Yeah. And where can we buy tickets to both events? So events are available on Eventbrite. That's where we're selling tickets. But uh, our website is fitnessfestivalevents.com. So if anyone wants to get involved to create an mm-hmm. experience, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tickets are on sale now for both events? Or? No. Tickets are only on sale for March 1st. Okay. And uh, then tickets will go on sale at March 1st for September. Um, and... Right now, actually, we are putting together a break-free transformation. Mm. So we're letting people enter to take part in a six-month transformation that will go from March 1st to September 21st. It's called the Break-Free Transformation. We're going to take four people who are going to get um, all all this experience from our sponsors who are going to provide their services to these four people and we're going to walk through six months of their life with them through we're going to be doing video and in uh, social media and then also revealing them of what was their experience and how did their life change of you know either maybe they they got chiropractic care for um, six months and then also you know yoga they did yoga for six months like how did it change their life what did it bring to them and uh it's, it's not really about the physical transformation. What I'm really big about is uh, the transformation from the inside out. So Absolutely. Yeah. So they, so people will be able to enter to, to like to win apply. a spot. Yep. 
Um, and so that'll be released in March or is that going to be released so on social before you, you can only, so right now the applications open January 1st okay. and they close January 31st. Okay. And then the, um, public will vote on the top four. Okay. And then the final four will be released at March 1st. So you can only apply in the month of January, but anybody can apply. That is so cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. That's really great. Well, you are beyond a rock star. You are a star. I am. I feel the same way about you. Thrilled and floored and like just so thrilled to show you my bra. Um, (laughs) But I really, I just like, this is just amazing. And like, you're 35. Like, (laughs) you ain't seen nothing yet. Well, that's good to know. I mean, you got lots of yeah, left to go. You have like so much to do, and mm-hmm. I am really excited to be a part of it and watch it happen. Thank you so much for having me on. I feel honored. Thank, Thank you. you. I am honored by you. Oh, glory! Hallelujah! Thank you. <laughs>